welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. This morning, I will attempt to conclude on the message of the cross. So far, we've talked about, I think about five things that happened on the cross. The last one we talked about is that you have a new DNA. Is that you have a new DNA. says that the scripture might be fulfilled Jesus said I thirst I thirst I thirst I thirst in Luke chapter 23 and verse 46 the Bible says and when Jesus had cried with a loud voice he said father into thine hands I commend my spirit Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Why did Jesus cry like that? Why did he lift up his voice? The Bible says when Moses um, Moses uh, died and went to heaven, he was at the bosom of the Father. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 4. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Leviticus chapter 4 and verse 29. Leviticus 4 29. He said, And he shall lay his hand upon the head of the sin offering and slay the sin offering in the place of the burnt offering. Verse 30. And the priest shall take of the blood thereof with his finger and put it upon the horns of the altar of burnt offerings and shall pour out all the blood thereof at the bottom of the altar. It says, and he shall take away, verse 31, and he shall take away all the fat thereof as the fat is taken away from off the sacrifice of peace offerings and the priest shall burn it upon the altar for a sweet savour unto the Lord. And the priest shall make an atonement for him and it shall be forgiven him. The Bible says in Hebrews 9.23 that it is of necessity that the heavenly things are sprinkled also with the blood. So Jesus at this point on Calvary when he had presented himself before um, when they had crucified him and, and laid him there and then all those things had gone through him we, we saw all that from um, from the first teaching and then he got to this point and he says father onto your hand I commit my spirit so have you ever wondered how 
the blood of Jesus was sprinkled on the heavenly things as well. At this point where Jesus said to the Father, Unto your hands I commit my spirit. The only person qualified to take the blood of Jesus and sprinkle everything, including the heavenly things, was God the Father. Was God the Father. So at that point, Jesus had said, this is the sacrifice to purify everything, to make everything clear, to make everything holy, to make everything reconciled to you. At this point, remember we, we thought last week that uh, uh, God turned his back on Jesus because his eyes could not behold iniquity and then the iniquity of the whole world was upon him at that time and for the judgment of God to um, come on the sin of mankind, listen very carefully, the judgment of God did not come on literally individual sins the judgment of God came on sin itself so sin itself was judged in Christ Jesus so at that point when God turned his back on him um, the Bible lets us understand that um, I, I was sharing with last week that when Elijah brought the sacrifice the the calf the wood the stone the water everything the bible says that the fire of god from heaven came and consumed everything the bible says actually leaked up the water so the water the stone the wood everything was consumed all right so but jesus being our eternal sacrifice being presented to the father at this point the sacrifice remained so which shows that there is no longer another sacrifice that would be um, presented so in Elijah's time the sacrifice was totally consumed so next year next season there would be another sacrifice but when it came to Jesus the sacrifice remained so after uh, the father has received it the sacrifice remained so continually the sacrifice of Jesus is before our father continually we will no longer have to present another sacrifice. We will no longer have to present something again um, as an atonement because the sacrifice remained. So he cried out and said, Lord, uh, and said with a loud voice, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. So as, at this point, Jesus has, has brought the sacrifice before the Father and the Father received the sacrifice and then it says, Hebrews 9, 23, it is therefore necessary that the patterns of things in heavens in the heavens should be purified with these but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these better sacrifices than this there is no other place that is guaranteed that for your safety than the hands of god there's no other place that is guaranteed so jesus at this point is solidifying the fact that you and i have been kept in a safe place in god you and i have been kept in a safe haven at that point scriptures like the uh, uh the name of the lord is a strong tower and the righteous they run into it and they are safe all these things are guaranteed at this point glory to god glory to god someone say i'm safe someone say it again i'm safe turn to another neighbor say i'm safe you know there's a saying that says you don't put all your egg in one basket 
The question I ask, I usually say to people is, it's not putting all your egg in one basket that is the problem. It is who you give the basket to. Are you hearing me? It is who you give the basket to. If I put all my eggs in one basket and I give it to my daughter Isabel, you know I'm in trouble. Even if I give it to you, somehow, somehow, and you walk from here to artillery, something may go wrong. So the issue is not putting all your eggs in one basket. The question is, who did you give the basket to? Who did you give it to? So when it seems like, look, you've tried many things. That all you've tried and all the steps you've taken ends up, no, 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 no. no. As long as you remain in God's hands, you are safe. I read a story some time ago. A group of young teenagers. It's online. I can't remember. It's a true life story. A group of young young teenagers. They were going going um, clubbing, outing, and all that. And then the the mother of one of them when they got to the house to pick I don't know if it's he or she to pick that person I read the story a long time ago and the, the, the mother saw the guy let's assume it's a guy saw him off to the car and, and then they said my son may Jesus go with you as you're going and then the friends all laughed and then said to the mother that you know sarcastically oh you all this Jesus people and all that the only place better for him is in the boots that's what they said and then they left they went on their journey somewhere along the line they had an accident fatal accident the car was torn scattered everything inside the boot I think there was like a crate of egg or something the egg did not break where did they put Jesus I read the story a long time ago I just remember inside the boot there was egg there with that accident or I think all of them died in the accident but the egg was still intact. So it's not about the egg. It's not about you putting all your eggs in one basket. Who did you give the basket to? Even if it's one egg you have, who is holding it with you? Say, Lord, the reason my fellowship with you is not strong it's because of some things I don't have what about the one that you have that he gave you the one you have that he gave to you have you focused on it long enough with him to see how 
that can be beneficial that can impact a nation a people beyond you so if you're in God you're in safe hands tell someone I'm in safe hands John 19.30 it says when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar he said it is finished that was the last statement of Jesus on the cross Jesus made seven statements on the cross go read your bible this was the last statement it is finished the greatest sacrifice is finished brought to a close concluded that word in the Greek means teleo it means to execute to complete to fulfill so that the thing done corresponds to what has been said that this thing I have done it is teleo it is corresponding to what has been said it is corresponding to what was commanded. It is corresponding to it. It means to perform the last act. The tense of that thing means perfect. That's the tense of it. It means perfect. To perform the last act. There is no other act required to be performed. That's what it means. Nothing else required. To perform the last act. Whenever the day I got this revelation, I changed my handle, my status handle on WhatsApp to it is finished. The day I got that revelation, and that's that's almost eight or so years ago it just occurred to me that everything is done so the only way for me to affirm that the only way for me to relate with it I needed to put it somewhere where I could see it and then I put it there it's a finished work there's nothing required again nothing required nothing required Nicodemus asks Jesus a very important question in John 3, 4. He says, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Nicodemus thought he was asking a logical question. But actually, he was answering a spiritual question. Um, conclusion that's exactly the point what Jesus has done cannot be undone he can't enter into his mother's womb that's what Nicodemus was telling Jesus Say, can a man enter into his mother's womb again and be born exactly the point what Jesus has done cannot be undone it's a finished work Glory to God. 
That's why he said that we're now seated together with him in the heavenly places. Because it's a finished work. When Jesus made those seven statements, he didn't make them for show. He didn't make them because he wanted to make seven statements. No. They were prophetic. And in biblical, biblical numbering, seven is the number of perfection. And teleo in the Greek means perfect. So when he said it is finished, he said it is perfected. It is done. There is no more sacrifice. The reason I came has been sorted out. So the question I ask myself is, if it is truly a finished work, what area of my life am I not experiencing that finished work? One of the things the finished work does is that it frees you. It's a, it's a liberty. It's a freedom from bondage. Go to Galatians 3. It's a freedom, a liberty from bondage. Galatians 3 and 13. It says, yet Christ paid the full price to set us free from the curse of the law. He absorbed it completely as he became a curse in our place. For it is written, everyone who is hung upon a tree is doubly cursed. Jesus, verse 14, our Messiah, was cursed in our place. And in so doing, dissolved the curse from our lives. So that all the blessings of Abraham can be poured out upon even non-Jewish believers. And now God gives us the promise of the wonderful Holy Spirit who lives within us when we believe in him. That's the Passion Translation. So why did he do that? He says so that all the blessings of Abraham can be poured upon us. So it means that before that time, there was an inhibition. There was a limiting expression to the blessings of Abraham. But after this time, everything is open. The veil of the temple was turned into. After this time, access into the divine was clear. After this time, someone said it's finished. So in Christ Jesus, I have a perfect life. Say there is no more condemnation. Say I'm free to lift my hands. I'm free to dream. I'm free to imagine. No more bondage. Say nothing is holding me down. Glory to God. It's a finished work. It's a finished work. That's the message of the cross. That's where you and I draw strength from. It still has the power. The blood of Jesus still has the power. The cross is still potent enough. It still has the power. 
so whenever situations come your way Satan brings brings things your way when Jesus took the communion what did he say he said do this in what remembrance of me do it in remembrance of me why is he asking us to do it in remembrance of him to show that hey I've done this thing I've concluded it it's finished it's total there's nothing holding you back anymore you are in a place now in me where the sacrifice is complete there's nothing you have to bring again there is no penance are you hearing me there's nothing you have to present to atone to atone I watched a movie some time ago some of you may know that movie Chuluanile they sold the land that they could that they should not sell and then they were being hunted they were dying one by one then he got to this last person he did everything he did everything see when i watch movies i watch you with spiritual eyes they did everything and they got to this last guy the guy did everything to stop them from not burying the corpse and then when he got to the priest and they, they consulted and they said what can be done so that I will not die I will say it in Yoruba and then you interpret it he said pastor you help me okay kama sikuno it means that there is no my wife is laughing at my Yoruba it means there is no there is no what no, there is no what there is no wisdom that we can apply to it except we bury okay without burying I didn't hear the last one except we don't bury the cops there is no wisdom that we can apply in this case except we don't bury the cops who buried Jesus' corpse? The body wasn't found. So they too understood that there are certain things that cannot be solved unless there is a resurrection. So Jesus knew that there are certain things in your life that cannot be solved unless there is a resurrection. And now there is a resurrection. The corpse was not buried. The graves could not hold him captive. There is no grave on it. You will go and find the body of Jesus. So if the negative supernatural understands that there are certain things so potent that if you don't bury this corpse and you keep this corpse, this person stays alive. Come on. Jesus is not dead. As long as he's alive, I'm alive. As long as he's alive, I'm free. As long as he's alive, so he remains alive so that I can be alive. He said that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us. So he did that deliberately. So all the curse and everything swallowed up. They say you are doing blood money. We also did blood money. Come on. What are you talking about? We did blood money. Who did we sacrifice? The precious blood of all. Say if you want to do something, you must bring blood. You don't understand. 
the blood that is more than the blood of bloods. We sacrificed it. He said, ah, okay, you must bring the head of somebody. We sacrificed the head of the king of kings. We put a crown of thorns on his head. So there is no excuse. The cross has done it all completely. Complete. Where did they get all those their things from? They are mirroring what Jesus has done already. And then because we don't know it, the negative supernatural is presenting it to us as solution. And then you see people run there, run there. Who sacrificed the Son of God. It was a ritual. You don't get. If you read the Old Testament, you will see how that God would ask them to bring the ram. And he would say, cut it here. In fact, there was a part I read. He said, take the dove. The dove. Yank off the head. What does that sound like? It's ritual. It's our jazz. That's what he told them to do in the Old Testament. He said, yank the head off. When you yank the head, sprinkle it around seven times. What does that sound like? Come on. But it was God that told them to do it. But when the son came and made the ultimate sacrifice, he said, there remaineth no more sacrifice. There remaineth no more. So somebody comes to you and says, ah, I know a place where if we go, we'll perform sacrifice. What you don't understand is that there's a, there's a sacrifice that they made on your behalf. You are just not taking advantage of it. There's a blood that has been sprinkled on your behalf, but you're not taking advantage of it. You're not. The name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Come on. Those are weapons. Glory to God. Someone say, I'm free. Say, there's no more excuse. Now, when he had finished all that in Galatians 3, he went in verse 28 to say, He said, Right now, you have all, from verse 26, you have all become true children of God by faith in Jesus, the anointed one. It was faith that immersed you into Jesus, the anointed one. He says, And now you are covered and clothed with his anointing. And we no longer see each other. In our former state, Jew or non-Jew, rich or poor, male or female. Because we're all one through our union with Jesus Christ. And no distinction between us. There's no distinction. See, there's neither male nor female. Bond or free. In Christ Jesus, we are one. That's the unifying factor. That's the thing that brings everything together. The time, when you have this mindset, when you have this thought in your heart, when it's so strong in you, that no matter what happens to you, never lose focus of the cross. Let me tell you, there is nothing that happens to you on this earth that does not have a solution in Christ Jesus. Nothing. I don't care what it is. There's nothing at all. The cross answers everything. The cross gave solution to everything. Nothing at all that is outside him. What happens is that most people begin to focus on what they don't have 
instead of focusing on what they have in Christ Jesus. Stand to your feet this morning. Lift your hands to him. And just say to him, Lord, I recognize that you have done everything for me. You've done everything for me. You've done everything for me. In you, I'm complete. You've done everything for me. I keep my eyes and my focus on the cross. I keep my gaze on the cross. No matter what I'm going through, no matter what is before me, I do not take my eyes off the cross. I do not take my eyes off the cross. Go ahead and talk to him. I do not take my eyes off the cross. I look to you. Brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.